Hello and welcome back to another episode of Spookified. I'm Ryan and I'm here with my lovely wife, Christine. Hi! And today we are going to talk about Deadwood, South Dakota. Woo-woo! Spooky! Deadwood. It's even got dead in its name. Dead in the name. Dead in the state, dead in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we like death. Mm-hmm. Just not to us. Yeah, not to us. Or the people we love. Or the people we love. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this place is great. It's so good. So good. We I... got so many good things to talk about. Yes. I did not realize it was such a spooky gem. Yeah, I know. Well, I know about that show on HBO, Deadwood, but never really watched it. Oh, I didn't know there was a show. Yeah. Hmm. It's like an old Western. Did I research at all? No. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> this is all off the top of your head. Yep. Um, but uh, last week we covered, well, last episode, I always do that. You do. Last episode we covered uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yep. And we talked about, well, I talked about... Uh, the Church Street Cafe, and you talked about the chemo theater, and I had a better story than you, so I get to choose the beer again tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm really wishing that you will win this one because yeah. I'm sick of picking. <laughs> I'm sick of drinking your shit beer. So much pressure. <laughs> I always get it wrong, <laughs> according to you. No, really? Yeah, you're always like, mm, I don't know. Especially last week, the spicy pickle monster. You're oh, like, yeah, well, I'm not feeling this at all. <laughs> yeah, that one was gross. Well, Anna was coming off COVID and my taste buds were not at their full capacity. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like a dead taste in your mouth. It's no. just like drinking water. No, Sour it was water. like funkier than it was supposed to be. I got you. But anyways, uh, we, well, I have something new for you tonight. I think you picked one you thought I would like. I did a bit and I was a little bit worried that we already did it, but we checked and we did it. No. Nope. And it is Golden Road Brewing Mango Cart. Thanks, darling. I love mm, it. Mango wheat ale. Mm. Yeah. I like those fruity beers. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> yes. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, that's just like juice. That is pretty juicy. Pretty juicy. Yeah. I like it. It's good. It's good. Tasty. Refreshing. I could definitely see me drinking these by the pool mm-hmm. or at the beach. Mm-hmm. Under some palm trees. Yeah, that's juicy as hell. Mm-hmm. That, that's a little too juicy for me. Oh, there we go again. <laughs> Here we go. Well, here's the thing. I yeah. like mostly beer with a little juice. <laughs> this is mostly juice with a little beer. I got you. What about Summer Shandy? I'm not saying it's not good because it's good. It's it's just, too, I could have one. Too much. Yeah, okay. Too sweet. Like, okay, that was good. Now it, give me a, a Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, too, uh, I guess, too juicy, you said, and maybe a little too sweet. A little too sweet, yeah. It was a lot sweeter than I was expecting, to be honest. Yeah. But it's still good. I am sorry. I won't take that away from you or the beer. Thanks. No, this stuff is like all over the place. It is. I, I've seen it at multiple sporting events. I was going to say. Mm-hmm. The Players Challenge, and then I saw it in some baseball games. Yeah, when we were in Tampa, right? Yeah. They mm-hmm. were selling it. Mm-hmm. It's like bingo cart. Yeah, good stuff. Huh. Very popular right now. Very popular. It's so hot right now. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, Deadwood, South Dakota. Very haunted city. Very haunted. Very spooky. Lots of places to cover. Mm-hmm. We just picked a couple. Yeah. But they're really good ones. So good. Just had to focus on these two because they're so good. I'm just repeating everything you're saying. I know. Hamlet's just going crazy in the background. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's rubbing his face. Just got done with that bone and he's going to town on the carpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. He likes to stink it up. Mm-hmm. All right, so Christine, you want to give us a little bit, of, a little intro, yes. into Deadwood, South Dakota. Okay, 
So Deadwood, South Dakota is a quintessential gold rush town that came out of that gold rush boom in 1876. Gold was first discovered in the Black Hills area in 1875. The gold was discovered in a narrow canyon that was lined with dead trees. As a result, they named the area the Deadwood Gulch. Once settlers started flooding to the area, the town of Deadwood was practically built overnight. With Deadwood. With Deadwood from (laughs) dead trees. (laughs) Uh, That'd be dumb. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Everything would crumble. But really on the nose, these people are just like, Deadwood, Deadwood, Deadwood. Deadwood. This is it. This is the name. (laughs) Figure it out right away. (laughs) They dropped the gulch later. (laughs) Yeah. What does gulch mean? It means a narrow canyon lined with dead trees. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This new Wild West town had something of an anything goes vibe. Soon there were dance halls. Yeah. Like a, like a no uh, rules. Yeah. Like anarchy. Nice. Yeah. You'd, you would thrive there. (laughs) Soon there were dance halls, brothels, and saloons lining the main street in town, and the area became known as the Badlands of Deadwood. Ooh. Because of this, many infamous Old West figures started to visit the city. This included Wyatt Earp. Earp. <laughs> I don't know Wyatt, who that is. Wyatt Earp. <laughs> Is it Earp? Keep going, yeah. I want to pronounce it Earp. <laughs> Please just keep doing that. Yeah, that's right. I think that's right. Yeah, it's white Earp. Earp? Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep, yeah, it's white, definitely white Earp. That's <laughs> what it's spelled like. Yeah, you got it. Keep going. Okay, Calamity Jane. Mm-hmm. I got that one. That's a good one. And Wild, Wild Bill Hickox. Hickox? Yeah. Oh, Hickox. Yeah, there you go. You Jeez, you're, you're just nailing it. Got it. And got them all. Wyatt Earp, Calamity Jane, and Wild Bill Hickox. 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 Yeah. No plural. No. Okay. No plural. I gotta say his name again. Wild Bill Hickox mm-hmm. was actually shot from behind during a poker game at Nuddle and Man's Saloon over a poker hand of aces and eights now called dead man's hand yep he died after that not immediately but he did die because of that gunshot wound yeah i mean hickox died (laughs) wild bill i think you just call him wild bill if you want oh okay um (laughs) (laughs) i mean at least he got the the game named after him yeah well not really he just yeah. died as a result. It'd be better if it was called Hickok's Hand. <laughs> Hickok's Hand. <laughs> Hickok's yeah. Hand. There you go. Changing it. Along with, do you play poker? Not well. I don't even know what aces and eights means in poker. It means mm. you're dead. It means you're dead. It means you're hickocked. <laughs> you, got, you don't got hickocked. <laughs> You're wild. You got hiccuped. All right. Along with its notorious past, the city of Deadwood also survived a smallpox pandemic and suffered through three devastating fires. All that dead wood. Yeah. All that dead wood just catching fire. Very flammable. Add in economic hardships and the town was on the brink of becoming another Old West ghost town. Mm-hmm. But fast forward to 1989, like fast, really far forward. <laughs> yeah, nothing really happened in between. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much were a ghost town <laughs> until the 80s, you know. Yeah. The 80s were just where it's at. Late 80s, so Late 80s. getting into mm-hmm. the 90s. Yep. Yeah. Okay. When limited wage gambling was legalized and Deadwood now became a popular destination and its infamous reputation was reborn. Here we go. Like a phoenix in the flames. 
Coming from the ashes. Oh, yeah, from the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. The city of Deadwood is the only U.S. town to be named a national historic landmark. Wow. If you go today, wow. the city of Deadwood does not shy away from its infamous past or its ghostly residence. There's quite a few. Oh, yeah. Ready to get into it? Yes, ma'am. So, gonna go first. I'm going first this time. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I want to drink my juice. (laughs) (laughs) So, my story is on the Bullock Hotel. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Bullock Hotel was built by a man named Seth Bullock. Back in the mid-1890s. Okay. But before building one of the best hotels in the West, mm. Bullock was a successful politician, businessman, and lawman in Montana. At the age of 21, he served in the Montana Territorial Senate. Holy shit. Where he served a big part in introducing legislation to Congress to establish Yellowstone as a national park. Oh, my. Then, at age 24, he served as a sheriff for Lewis and Clark County. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. This guy is getting it. He's getting it done early yeah. in life. He's Such like, I might a... die at 40. <laughs> I better a... get to stepping. We only live to 40. <laughs> um, you saw what happened to Wild Bill Hickox, right? <laughs> you saw his hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was also in Montana where Bullock met a man named Soul Star, who would later become his partner in the hardware business. Soul Star. Soul Star. Okay. I like it. Lone Star. Mm. <laughs> when Bullock and Star heard about the discovery of gold in the Black Hills, gotta get it. Their business brains got together and realized that this provided a great opportunity. They loaded some wagons with supplies and headed to Deadwood. They realized that all the miners would need tools and other supplies eventually after not potentially packing everything they needed for their trek. It was near impossible to get supplies once they were there because they were not there weren't any stores for them to go to really so the nearest store was more than 150 miles away at the time what so crazy wild 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 west <laughs> very wild <laughs> <laughs> so bullock and star would arrive in deadwood on august 1st 1876 which was actually the day before wild bill hickok was shot and killed hey i talked about that you did mr hickok's and they would proceed to auction off all of their supplies, like, right away. Wow, they're like, we got to make some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would also set up shop on the corner of Wall and Main Streets, where the Bullock Hotel is located to this day. Can I just say, this is an interesting business plan. Yeah. Like, they're smart. Most people are like, let's go get rich fast and get some gold. And they were like, hey, we're going to supply these dumbass gold diggers <laughs> all the shit they need to not find gold. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. These guys. Genius. Big business brains. Yeah. So Bullock wasted no time making himself home in Deadwood. In March 1877, the governor appointed him as Lawrence County's first sheriff. Shit. Then in 1884, Bullock was riding around his property when he noticed three rough riding characters strolling by. Mm. He stopped them to question what they were doing and learned that two of them were actually lawmen transporting a prisoner. One of these men was none other than Theodore Roosevelt. Wait, what? Yes. The lawman? One of the lawmen. Hmm. Teddy R. <laughs> and the Rough Riders. <laughs> and the Rough Riders. <laughs> this happenstance meeting would end up striking a lifelong friendship between the two men. Wow. This guy. This guy. What did this bullet guy look like? He had a big mustache, Mm. kind of a long nose, and steely gray eyes. Oh. People said he was very intimidating. I was going to say. And one fun fact, I guess, about him was that he never carried a gun, apparently, as a sheriff, (laughs) because he decided to deal all of his... With his fists? With his fists. No, I guess he was like very intimidating and like could almost just like de-escalate any situation without having to get physical or violent. Oh my God. Which is crazy in a town called Deadwood, but that was a, a story a I no read about go, him. A nose goes. Yeah. 
Interesting, right? That's insane. Yeah. I'll take a picture. I mean, take a look at his picture, not take a picture. He's <laughs> going to go take a picture of him real quick. I'm going to go find his ghost and take a picture of him. <laughs> hey, that'd be good material for mm-hmm. the pod. <laughs> I'd do it. <laughs> On the Insta. Um, but yeah, so just randomly, they just met each other out on the range. It's a good meeting. Yeah, and then uh, actually, during the outbreak of the Spanish-American War in 1898, Bullock enlisted in Roosevelt's Rough Riders as a captain in a troop serving in Grigsby's Cowboys Regiment. Wow. Pretty cool. It all comes around. It all comes around. We talked about the Rough Riders and Teddy. We did. We did in San Antonio. Hanging out in San Antonio. At the Manger. Recruiting. (laughs) That manger bar and grill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something else is pretty cool. I'll just tell you how good of a friends these guys were. Mm. Uh, when Roosevelt died in 1919, Bullock had a monument erected on the top of Sheep Mountain that was later renamed to Mount Roosevelt. Mm. It was the first monument in the country dedicated to Roosevelt. And then shortly after, in September of the same year, Bullock would die of cancer. Before he died, he had a, he had secured a plot at Mount Moriah Cemetery where his grave would overlook Roosevelt's monument. Fuck you. That's so sweet. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say that. He's Apparently he's like, fuck my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be my Teddy R. <laughs> nah, I'm sure she's next to him. But mm. uh, today, actually, <laughs> the view is blocked by a bunch of ponderosa trees. Ponderosa trees? Yeah. What the hell are those? Freaking huge ass pine trees, I guess. Oh. Damn Ponderosa. You remember those restaurants? Yeah, Ponderosa Steakhouse. Yeah, those buffets. Those are so nasty. That was my favorite place to go when I was a kid. I know. You guys went there a lot. We never went there. They had like all you could eat wings. It was dope. And then they had an ice cream bar. Yeah, that's that's always good. We loved it. But Back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. As I said before, it was built on the original site of Bullock and Starr's first hardware store and warehouse, which they established in 1876. After a fire destroyed most of it in 1894, Bullock and Starr changed directions and had the luxury hotel built over the ashes of their previous endeavor. Yeah, like a phoenix from the ashes. Exactly. (laughs) When the hotel was finished, it had 63 luxury sleeping rooms, a restaurant that could sit that could seat 100 people, and beautiful finishes that included a decorated lobby with brass chandeliers and red velvet carping, carpeting, oak trim, and a Steinway grand piano. That sounds fancy as mm-hmm. fuck. Rooms had brass beds and oak dressers, mm. and the second floor also had a library and parlor and a bathroom was located on each floor. Oh, bougie. Yeah. So sophisticated. (laughs) I thought you were going to complain about that. Oh, well, I mean for that time. (laughs) Oh my God. Just one on each floor. That's wait. When was this? 1894. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay for then. Now. Hell no. Today, after a renovation in the early 1990s, the original 63 rooms were converted to 28 larger rooms. Mm, that's nice. Mm-hmm. One interesting note before the hotel was built. The cellar of the old hardware store contained a blacksmith shop that had blacksmiths working at night to repair mining equipment. There was a story claiming that during the smallpox outbreak of 1876, the basement of the Bullock and Stars hardware store was used as a makeshift hospital. Mm, I believe it. We've heard this many times before. Mm -hmm. It's worth noting that this hasn't been proven true or false, but is simply a passed on story. But the popular story that is told is that the lady of the night, well, a lady of the night (laughs) and her daughter died of smallpox in the basement. And the little girl, Sarah, apparently still haunts the hotel. Oh. People report hearing a small child playing in the hotel's hallways late at night. Mm. The little girl is not the only spirit to haunt the hotel. Both guests and staff alike have also claimed to see the spirit of Seth Bullock himself walking the hallways of the hotel. I'm going. I want to meet this guy. (laughs) 
So much paranormal activity happens at the hotel that the staff encourage guests to actually write down their experiences they have while staying there in a notebook that they keep on display in the hotel lobby. Oh, that's awesome. I want to read through it. Like literally hundreds of guests have reported seeing things, including full body apparitions of Seth Bullock. Wow. Some people report being locked out of their rooms randomly or the feelings of being touched. Another common paranormal occurrence is the room's showers turn on and off on their own. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Some of the employees have some interesting stories to tell as well. The book Haunted Deadwood, A True Wild West Ghost Town, actually details one of these stories. A longtime employee of the, sh- of the hotel shared the following story about a boy who was locked out of his room. Okay. This is what he says. I maybe worked here about two years when I hear a little boy telling his dad that he The man in the picture was the one who helped him get back into the room when he got locked out. I looked at the picture on the wall and saw it was Seth Bullock's picture. Mm. That shocked me. I talked to the people and they had stayed at the hotel that night and went downstairs, leaving their son in the room. Great parents. Right? (laughs) That's how children get abducted, by the way. (laughs) I guess like all little boys, he got bored and left the room to roam the hotel. Mm. I guess he didn't realize the door locks when it closes Mm -hmm. and he didn't have a key. So he was wandering the hallways when he says an older tall man with a big mustache told him he would help him find his room. Oh my. I guess the man who walked him to his room was Seth. He saw Seth's picture the next day and said he was the man who helped him get back to his room. Before this happened, I really didn't have an opinion one way or the other about the stories I heard about the hotel. I think a lot of the stories people tell might be trying to make something more of it than it really is. But I can tell you this incident with a little boy makes me think something is going on. Yeah. Children, you just cannot deny their innocence. I know. Crazy. Unless it's like their imagination, like they saw the picture and they're like. Maybe it could look like that guy. Yeah. I don't know that he's a very specific looking person. I'm saying I got to see a picture of this dude. We'll have to post a picture of him. Yeah. I shall. As long as it's not copyrighted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another story recorded in the book was told by an employee of the Bullock Hotel named Molly Van Norman. Okay. Her story involved guests of the hotel and a door that wouldn't open. Hmm. My, she says, my biggest experience happened the first year I worked there. A family of four checked into the hotel, and since they were staying in room 211, I asked them if they knew that they were staying in one of the most active rooms in the building. The people thought I was joking and continued to check in. (laughs) They were rock climbers that just came in from Devil's Tower and had all of their ropes and equipment. After checking in, they took all of their equipment up to the room along with their baggage. About four hours later, the entire family shows up at the front desk, and the father asks, have you been in our room and are you playing a joke on us? (laughs) I told them I had not. The father held up the key to the room and said, we can't get in the room, which honestly is like, yeah, not that unusual. Right. Yeah. And she says, this is not uh, unusual because the doors are old and the latches will get caught. So I went upstairs with them to help them and found the door to that room was unlocked and the door was open about half an inch but the swing bolt that is brass, that is a brass latch, had gotten latched from the inside. Hmm. I tried to get the latch unlocked, but could not get it unlocked. I told the family I had to go downstairs to call maintenance so they can come and get the door open. As I turned to head downstairs, there was a lady standing there watching. She was waiting to get into the room next door in 213. I asked if I could go through her room to get into these people's room and unlock it since I noticed the connecting door in 211 was open. She she said she had no problem and I went through her room, unlocked the connecting door into the room and I looked at the door and saw a rock climbing rope was tied around the swing bolt. (laughs) When the family came in the room and saw the rope tied around the swing bolt, they were pretty scared. Their youngest son would not stay in the room after that. Oh my. Yeesh. Yeah, what if they're going to tie something else? Tell me about like it. Like your feet. <laughs> <laughs> like your feet. 
that'd be so good <laughs> of course my mind went to like strangling you first but then i was like that'd be so funny <laughs> tied their feet at night they just like get out of bed they're like whoa <laughs> classic classic prank good prankster ghost oh that bill hickox bill hickox or seth bullock <laughs> seth bullocks bullocks uh but yeah Oh, man. Um, speaking of room 211, the room they were staying in, it was reported that Bullock had died in room 211, but oh. that, I guess, is not true. He actually died in his home. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I wonder why that room mm-hmm. has the most activity. <clears throat> yeah, I guess there's just a lot of stuff tied around to it. <laughs> uh, nothing in particular, though. It's definitely not... Where he died? Where he died. Okay. Um. Today, the hotel hosts a setup of slot machines for gambling on the first floor. This was something new that was set up in the 1990s, and apparently the honorable ghost of Seth Bullock was not too happy with this new addition. Mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's very um, cheesy. <laughs> Quite cheesy. When the machines were being put in, a tall 300-pound man was tasked to oversee the setup and spend the night at the hotel. Mm. Apparently, in the middle of the night, he was shaken awake by a ve- by the very angry ghost of Seth Bullock. Oh, my. Yeah, I would not want to be shaken on, awake by a man who didn't even have to carry a gun in the wild, wild west. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was absolutely terrified, obviously, and got the hell out of there. 300-pound mm-hmm. man. That's key. That's key. This guy was scared out of his boots. And Seth Bullock is a strong dude. Even in the afterlife. Mm. Later, a new female teller was sitting at the gambling check-in cage located in the lobby. She turned away just for a second, and when she turned back around, her drink had been thrown and slammed against the floor. Seth is not about gambling. Oh, man. He's messing with people's drinks. Yeah. Waking them up from slumbers. He's like, y'all are... devils (laughs) get this devil activity out of my luxury hotel but weren't there like a ton of brothels in that town yeah it's like prostitution Mm -hmm. good gambling bad well it was legal back then i think maybe not (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) in this town it was (laughs) Mm -hmm. no holds bar seth is also said to terrorize employees he thinks are being lazy oh some of these occurrences happen in the hotel's restaurant, Bully's restaurant slash Seth's cellar. Mm. If employees are standing around not doing anything for too long, plates and glasses will find themselves flying across the restaurant, crashing into the ground, oh even in front of witnesses. Kitchen appliances and lights have also been turned on and off without any human assistance, living human assistance. Mm. He just really likes to run a tight ship. Man. They're like, you guys, let's pick up the pace here. We're losing a lot of plates. A lot of glasses are being broken. We don't have money to replace these. like, guys, guests are getting locked out of their hotels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People are not doing anything. Mm -hmm. They're really just standing around on their phones. Clearly you're not working. I can tell because there's a bunch of broken ass plates everywhere. Yeah. That I did. I had to buy new ones every single freaking week. I mean, he's breaking them, but yeah, it should prove a point. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Apparently, he also didn't like the renovation of the hotel. Mm, no, changing the rooms and everything. Oh yeah. Well, they Not like about clearly it. downsized. Yeah, but they made them bigger. Yeah, bigger and. Nicer. I mean, that's that's good overall. But they made it sounds like they were pretty significant changes. If you go from sixty three to twenty eight rooms, yeah, or whatever it was, sixty to twenty something. No, you're right. Yeah, sixty three to twenty eight. Damn. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I said. Um. Guess what? Let's hear it. The hotel was even featured on an episode of Ghost Adventures. Your favorite. The greatest ghost show on the planet. Zag Baggins. It's Baggins. Zag Baggins. <laughs> In this special Halloween episode titled oh. Deadwood City of Ghosts. Zach and friends investigated the whole city Zach of Zach and Deadwood. friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a children's show. Yeah. <laughs> Bagans and Company. <laughs> Zach and friends invested the whole investigated the whole city of Deadwood. They spent a good amount of time at the Bullock Hotel, where they interviewed an, empl- an employee named John who had a few encounters himself. Mm. 
And of course, during the interview, Zach had some feelings, some dark feelings. (laughs) Feelings. And wanted to fight this man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So John was also having the same feelings. Oh, my. As I guess he was able to talk to the spirits of the hotel. Kind of a medium, I guess. Oh. And they did not trust Zach, apparently. And They never do. They never do. And apparently what, something was attached to him, something dark, according to John. Mm. So thankfully, the two decided to stay away from each other before things got physical. <laughs> Wait, Zach and John? Yeah, crisis averted. Yeah, so this John guy was just an employee at the hotel. So he was like channeling the ghost's rage against Zach? Yeah, and Zach was also feeling the rage mm. of the ghost attached to him. Oh man. Lots of lots of paranormal drama happening <laughs> in Deadwood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Uh, I expect no less. Thank God no Bagans. fights. No fights broke out. Thank God. Yeah. That was that was close. <laughs> there was another point where they were investigating the basement of the Bullock when Zach inexplicably got some serious sciatica pain. <laughs> is that what he labeled it as? Sciatica? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was like, he got some pain in his lower back and he's like, oh, 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 oh. And I was like, that's a sciatica, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get that looked at. You need to go to a chiropractor. That that, brother. ASAP. <laughs> yeah, he thinks that he was being stabbed by one of the ghosts, possibly. Oh. Seth Bullock. But that doesn't sound like Seth. Seth would just smack him around a little bit. Yeah, Seth's not about weaponry. It's just about mm. that look. Unless he was just like jabbing him in the back with his fist. Oh, probably. That's definitely uh, an option. <laughs> um, at one point, Aaron, mm-hmm. we all love Aaron. Yeah. He was in a room by himself when he caught what sounded like a little girl singing. Oh, I thought you were going to say he got sick. I know. Uh, he puked. Actually, I don't think he got sick at this point. Oh, not yet? Not yet. <laughs> Um, okay, heard a little girl. Yeah, he heard a little girl singing. It was very brief, but was definitely interesting. It could have also been a cat. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, is that your opinion? That's my opinion. Oh, because it sounded it was like, <laughs> and I was like, mm, maybe. <laughs> and I was like, that could be a cat. That could be a baby. Girl fucks at singing. Yeah, not a very good singing voice. I don't know. She got to muster up a lot of energy to do that, right? Mm, okay. But during the incident, he also caught an anomaly on his camera that looked like a streaking orb. Wait, a naked orb? Yeah, a naked streaking little girl orb. Oh. So gross. (laughs) But they believed it to be the ponytail of the little girl they heard, obviously. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Okay, so it was a cat and then it was a bug. Got it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They seem to think that they can decipher whether it is a speck of dust or a bug, and they think it was neither. How do they know? They I guess through, just know. through experience. Okay. Beg to differ. <laughs> Might have to watch this ponytail clip. Yeah, we can check it out afterwards. They also experienced some unexplained knocking sounds and heard loud bangs that were odd and even seemed to like come out of nowhere. That's scary. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Like they would just be walking and all of a sudden there'd be like a loud like knock around. And they're both kind of like, what was that? <laughs> I was like, okay. That's that's a little weird. I'll yeah. give you that. Real, not real. I mean, I mean it's an old building, but it it sounded like intentional. It didn't sound like uh like pipes or anything like that. Oh yeah, you always have to think about the pipes. Mm-hmm. I always wonder too, like with those ghost shows, how many people and their crew are there? Well, that, I think it's just them. They make you think that. Yeah, but I really think it is just them. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, they might have, because you never see all of them together, really. Yeah. I mean, there's probably crew outside, though. There could be crew outside, but um, I don't know. Maybe they also have some employees around or whatever mm-hmm. of the building. I don't know. I think for the most part, it's just them doing the investigating. But I hope so, but I never I don't know. know. Yeah, you never know. They could have some TV people out magic. there doing some TV magic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I also have a couple TripAdvisor reviews. Okay. My favorite. Yeah. Nothing too special going on, but oh. 
Um, it kind of goes along with what I've already talked about. But uh, this review is from Candy1963. Mm-hmm. Oh, she old. Mm-hmm. In July 2018. <laughs> Just kidding, mom and dad. She's not old. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, my parents are older. <laughs> Something going on in there is what she says. Okay. Normally, I would say I am kind of skeptical about ghosts or anything like that, but I don't care what anyone says now. Oh. We stayed here a few years back, and I swear to God, this is a true fact. Oh, my. I was in the shower, and all of a sudden, the water turned off. I was like, what the heck? I turned the taps, and nothing happened. Then all of a sudden, the water came back on. (laughs) Next thing I noticed, my watch stopped, since I didn't want to wear it because the battery died. Don't know oh, what that means. okay. <laughs> I left it on the night table. I bought a battery the next day and nope, it was dead. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I left it there and upon departure, I put the watch back on and OMG, it started working. Oh my. Shower probs, watch probs. What do you think about that? That's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Water turning off, I mean, hmm. Wonky plumbing? The building's really old. Yeah, that's a theory. Maybe it's just uh, bad plumbing because it's an old building. It did get renovated at one point. That's like, um, that's pretty like intense though, like to just be on and then off. Yeah, I've never I could, had. I mean, maybe the water pressure like gives out or something at some point and then just picks back up. Maybe I don't that's know how something. plumbing works. Yeah. <laughs> that's something that is kind of weird. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Okay, good candy. Yep, here's a, another review from Meitzner. Meitzner. In December 2016, he said, haunting experiences firsthand. Mm. We stayed in the Bullock on November 3rd, 2016 to experience the Wild West and the history of Bullock. Mm. So we booked a hotel and without checking all aspects, we booked the Bullock. Okay. The hotel is an old stone building dominated very much by the casino on the ground floor by we yeah but we were more interested in the haunting experiences i'm sorry this is just verbatim from the right they suck at writing meinzner you suck at writing (laughs) he sounds he's probably foreign okay i'll give him a little you're being nice i'll give him some leeway okay uh we were more interested in the haunting experiences like we would be mm-hmm. now that we had found out. <laughs> so we had room 201. Yes. When we got to the hotel in the evening, <laughs> first thing that happens at around 1030 PM is a sight is a slight tapping with a finger on the back of the bed structure. Okay. That's not cool. We both hear that the noise did not come from the walls, but from the bed structure itself. In the middle of the bed. Okay. No. No. Uh, I think he says quiet for some hours. And exactly at 3.03 a.m., same finger tapping on the head part of the bed structure. Followed some minutes mm-hmm. after by furniture moving in the room above, hmm. room 301, that according to the staff was empty that night. Oh, my. So the spirit of Seth Bullock made sure we were all well served. Wow. That was an experience. Breakfast (laughs) in the hotel is delicious and the staff is very friendly. Very much recommended. Huh. So he just stayed, what, one night? Guess so. Kind of sounds like that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, that would, tapping. I don't know, that creeps me out. Yeah, that's creepy. But, uh, I mean, yeah, stuff that like physically happens to you or touches you around you, like things that you're on, Mm -hmm. like. Like if you're sitting in bed, then you feel the bed depressed or something or something like that. It's kind of. Yeah. I don't know though. He says breakfast is delicious. So let's go. Let's make a trip. (laughs) Yeah. But today uh, the Bullock uh, Hotel boasts 28 big rooms, no longer the original 63. Big big rooms. And if you're feeling lucky, you may want to hit up. The slot machines on the first floor, but beware. The ghost of Seth Bullock might visit and give you a fright. Mm. I don't like slot machines. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just gobble up my money. Yeah, money pit. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of the Bullock? Bullock is good. I'm teetering here. What's it going to be? I'm teetering. P. 
teetering, teetering. I give it an eight. All right. Um, I was thinking seven. I was thinking seven or eight. I'm going with eight because I think it's got, it's got, there's something there. Yeah. Seth Bullock. That's what's there. <laughs> <laughs> and a little girl cat. Yeah. With a ponytail. With a ponytail. All right. Eight it is. Jotted it down. Jotted it down. Recorded it. Let's go. It's real. All right. So. You have a story for us. I do. First, take a little break. Yeah, first, we'll take a little break, and then we'll get back. We're back from our break. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm talking about Adam's house. Adam's house. Yes. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. So this grand Queen Anne-style home was built in 1893 by successful businessman Harris Franklin. Harris. Mm-hmm. The home was his family's permanent residence, and it cost around $10,000 to build. Dang, that's chump change. Chump. <laughs> the Queen Anne-style homes were common among the wealthy during this time. The home was so grand, it was often described as the grandest house west of the Mississippi. Really? You don't say. You don't say. (laughs) The mansion was very modern for its time, with 10 rooms, central heating, indoor plumbing, electrical lighting, and a telephone. Dang, this is a modern place. Mm -hmm. Money, money. You could live there now. You could. <laughs> Definitely could. Need some AC, though. Well, I don't know. South Dakota, does it really get hot? No. Uh, guess cold winters. Yeah. When Harris Franklin moved into the home with his wife, Anne, and their son, Nathan, they loved to flaunt their wealth. They loved hosting grand parties at the home, and it soon became the talk of the town. Although there was one instance where one of their parties got a little out of hand and they almost burned down their beloved mansion. Wow. Yeah, it was during the Franklin's 25th wedding anniversary celebration when the smoking room in the attic caught fire. Not because of someone smoking irresponsibly, but it was just the maid lighting an oil burner. Yeah, it's amazing how many places just burnt up because of that shit? <laughs> yeah, just because they didn't... Well, I thought they had lighting. I don't know why she was burning oil burner. I don't know. Hey, 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 people. Luckily, Harris and his son, Nathan, put out the fire, saving their beautiful home. But tragedy soon struck the home again when Harris's wife, Anna, became ill about 10 years after they had been living in the home. She died in 1902, and she died in the house. Ooh. Okay. Poor Anne. Poor Anne. Only 10 years, though, so that's good. She got some good quality time. Yeah, she got some good time in that house. Yeah. Usually it's like one year later. Mm -hmm. Harris eventually remarried in 1905 and sold the home to his son, Nathan. So how much do you think he sold the house for to his son? Five dollars. One dollar. You were close. Nice. One dollar. That's cool. Yeah. What a nice dad. You could say he gave it to him. Yeah. (laughs) Harris. What if he was just like, Dad? This is embarrassing, but can I just pay you back later? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One dollar back then was probably like. $400,000. Probably, yeah. (laughs) It was probably like $500. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so uh, Harris sold the home to his son, and he moved to New York with his new wife. So Nathan and his wife, Ada, lived in the home for 15 years. During Mm. those years, Nathan would go on to become the mayor of Deadwood, and he and his wife, Ada, would continue to host fancy parties just like his parents. So, I bet you're wondering why this house is called Adam's House when the Franklins were all up in it for a while. Yeah, what happened? So, the Franklins did build the house. And don't worry, their name and legacy lives on in the Franklin Hotel on Upper Main Street. 
but the home gets its name from its second owner, William Emery, or W.E. Adams. Wee Adams. Wee Adams. <laughs> Why do they go by, like, just go by William? W.E. It's I don't know, harder that's, to say. That's cool. It uh, is? Dubby. Dubby? Dubby. Yo, what up, Dubby? Yeah, you're right. That is cool. I don't think that's what he went by, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who is W.E. Adams? Well, he actually ran for mayor against Nathan Franklin in 1916, but lost to Nathan. So it's kind of weird that uh, Nathan sold his home to him four years later. Yeah, he's like, you can have the scraps. Fine, you can have this. (laughs) I'm moving to New York. (laughs) But anyways, W.E. Adams moved to Deadwood in 1877. And his brother James, I'm sorry. But anyways, uh, W.E. Adams moved to Deadwood in 1877 with his brother, James. W.E. wanted to make his money gold mining while his brother started a grocery store on Main Street. Brother, sounds smart. Smarter. Turns out mining is pretty tough. So W.E. was like, nah, I'll just try and latch on to what my brother is doing. (laughs) So they became business partners. See... That's why he didn't win mayor. That's right. (laughs) With that kind of attitude. (laughs) What's your uh, economic plan? We're going to strike it rich with gold. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shit. No, we're not. (laughs) Thanks, Dubby. (laughs) Dubby. So uh, he and his brother continued to run their grocery store together. And in the meantime, W.E. married a woman named Alice. And they had two daughters named Lucille and Helen. Uh, dub- I really hate saying W. Say, Dubby? Dubby. Okay, Dubby. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Right. <laughs> Dubby had a home built for his family in the Forest Hill neighborhood, but his brother wanted to leave Deadwood and eventually moved to California and sold his half of the business to his brother. Oh, great. Can't wait to figure out what this guy did with the other <laughs> sole owner of the business. <laughs> Dubby had... <laughs> A prominent figure in Deadwood, and we go on to serve. We're just changing history right now. We're not even giving <laughs> this guy's proper name. <laughs> I give him any credit whatsoever. Oh, man. He went on to serve four consecutive terms as mayor. So he did eventually win. Yeah, after uh, <laughs> That's why Franklin's left town. <laughs> in 1920, he purchased the Franklin home from Nathan for $8,500. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, what a flip for Nathan. I know. $1 to $8,500. $8, this guy. <laughs> w just got. W. <laughs> w. <laughs> what a W. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now for the sad part. In 1925. Dubby's wife, Alice, went to visit her daughter, Helen, who was pregnant at the time in California. Unfortunately, Alice, who was suffering from cancer, died unexpectedly in her daughter's home. The daughter, Helen, did not handle the death of her mother well. The grief-stricken daughter, who was seven months pregnant, went into premature labor Helen gave birth to a baby girl, but due to complications from her labor, died hours after giving birth. Oh, geez. And her baby girl died a few hours after she did. Oh, my God. A lot of death instantly. That is not... That's really bad. That's not cool. Upon hearing the tragic news of both the death of his wife, daughter, and granddaughter, W.E. was devastated. His daughter, Lucille, was also dead after coming down with typhoid a year earlier. W.E. was left all alone and was extremely saddened by the sudden death of his two remaining family members. He would soon find happiness two years later when he met a woman named Mary Mastrovich Vitchich. 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 I don't know. In 1927, on a train to Deadwood. Mary was only 29 years old when uh, she met Debbie, and he Mm. was 73, but they would be married the same year. I guess uh, Deadwood didn't apply to Debbie. No, he had a hardwood. 
Hardwood. <laughs> that wood was live. Long. In. Hard. Hard. Yeah. This podcast brought to you by Hims. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, as far as I know, Mary and W.E. had a loving and happy marriage, although it kind of seems like she married him for his money. Oh, really? For sure. Ten years later, in 1937, W.E. would suffer a stroke and die in his home with Mary at his side. After his death, Mary closed up the house and swore it was haunted. She hated being there alone. Whoa. Yeah. You know what? I think uh, W, I'll give him a pass here because Mm -hmm. he had the family and it just all went to shit. Disappeared. Disappeared on him. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead and get yourself a 29-year-old Mary Mastrovich. Yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. Sorry. Continue. So the home stayed vacant until it was sold 50 years later in 1987. The new owners operated a bed and breakfast out of the home until 1992 and then sold it to the city of Deadwood. The city continued to run a bed and breakfast there until 1995. Now the home is a museum and is open to the public. But now for the spooky stuff. Yes. Let's do it. All right. First, uh, I got to give a shout out to that book that Ryan already referenced, The Mm -hmm. Haunted... Deadwood, A True Wild West Ghost Town by Mark Shadley and John Wenes. Josh Wenes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Josh Wenes. 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 Mark Shadley and Josh Wenes. Mark and Josh. Yeah. A lot of these uh, firsthand accounts I have are from their book. So the spirit of W.E. Adams, or otherwise known as Dubby, is thought to haunt the home. Dubby to this podcast. <laughs> After he died suddenly of a stroke, uh, Mary told many she thought the house was haunted and she heard his spirit walking around on the second floor. Mary would still sometimes host parties there while she owned the home, but would never stay there. She would always stay at the Franklin Hotel. Weird, right? Yeah. Some of the staff have had paranormal accounts while working at the house. One employee said that on her first day, she was walking through the second floor and smelled a strong cigar smoke odor, but no one was there, let alone anyone smoking a cigar. Kind of weird. Another tour guide says that while taking a small group through the home, he got to the second floor bedrooms. When they were in Mary's bedroom, he and his group saw the rocking chair moving on its own. Oh, rocking chairs. Yeah. Okay, so these are from the book, the Haunted Deadwood book. Okay, so Mary Kopko, who was the director of the Adams Museum and House, has several firsthand paranormal accounts during her time working there. This first experience was one she had pretty soon after she started working at the home. This is what she says. I came to work for the Adams House in the spring of 1995 and was living in the home next door to the Adams House. I lived just north of the Adams House and could look out my window and see the turret room. I'm sorry, see the turret side of the house. Wait, the turret side of the Adams House? Of the Adams House, okay. yeah. Just not to be confused with any other house. Gotcha. Okay. It was probably October, November 1996 in the late afternoon when I looked out my window and saw a shadow of a tall, thin man pacing back and forth past the second floor window in the turret room where Mary's room is located. I immediately thought someone had broken into the home as the house was closed. I should have called the police, but my son tells me, no, mom, that's just Mr. Adams. He likes you. Well, I can tell you the hair on the back of my neck stood on end, but I knew I had to check out the house. I entered the house and called out to anyone that may have been in the house, but got no response. I checked the whole house and did not find anyone. All the doors and windows were locked. Wow. Crazy. That's creepy. The son knew right away. Yeah. I wonder how old he was. Yeah. (laughs) It was also October slash November. Spooky season. Maybe... The portal was open. Yes. All Hallows Eve. Right. Mm. Uh, The second experience 
she had happen when her family members were visiting from out of town. She says, I had family visiting and we walked to a nearby restaurant for dinner. On our way home, I noticed a light on in Mary's room. I thought one of the employees had failed to turn off the light, so I opened the house and we all went inside. As I started upstairs to turn off the light, we all clearly heard footsteps coming from upstairs. I thought maybe one of the employees was still in the house. I called out, but no one answered. We checked the house and found no one there, and all the windows and doors were secure. We all got the chills. I turned off the light, and we all left the house. (laughs) Mary's room. Mary's room. Mm. Freaky. This next account is one that was told to Mary from a former city employee when the home was a bed and breakfast. I remember a story Bernie Williams told me about working at the Adams house when she came face to face with Mr. Adams. She was a city employee working at the house when it was a bed and breakfast. She was out back smoking when she turned and saw a tall, thin man looking at her. I remember her telling me the man just stared at her. She looked away and when she looked back, the man was gone. Bernie later saw a picture of Mr. Adams and said that was the man she saw staring at her. Yikes. Can I just say Bernie Williams was a center fielder for the New York Yankees? Oh, I was thinking, what's the comedian? Bernie Mac. Mac. (laughs) Okay, well, you would know that random baseball reference. Bernie. All right, this next account is from a former employee of the Adams House in 2010. Her name is Haley Chambers, and it was when she came to work at the house to restore and clean old household artifacts. And this is what she says about her time working there. I spend a lot of time in the house, and there have been a couple of times when I will hear sounds like aimless chatter in other parts of the home. Or if I am downstairs, it will sound like people are talking upstairs. Sometimes I think it might be a tour group coming through the house, so I will go check. When I do, I find no one else is in the house at all. I have had to, I've had this happen to me more than once. Other times when I'm working on something, I get an overwhelming feeling that someone is watching me. I'll look around, but no one is there. She also talks about another experience where she swears when she was closing up the house for the night, she made sure she turned off all the lights. Another light situation. Whoa. Whoa. As employees, they would constantly get emails stating to make sure to turn off all the lights when they were leaving for the day. One night after she left, she was waiting for her boyfriend to pick her up. She was standing out in front of the house waiting, and while she was waiting, she decided to take a picture of the home. All the lights were out. The next day, she got an email from her director stating the lights were on in the attic at about 6 a.m. She knew this was strange because she had actual proof that all of the lights were turned off when she left the night before. Jeez. So weird. I mean, they just turn on lights. Yeah. Willy nilly. Can't see shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Also annoying. Very annoying. Electric bill. To get yelled at. Yeah. (laughs) Electric bill. So um, this book was written by like a paranormal investigation team and they're called the Black Hills Paranormal Investigators and they conducted an investigation of the Adams house. Did they do the same at the Bullock Hotel? Yep. Okay. Well, they found some stuff. They confirmed what Haley Chambers said about hearing people having conversations throughout the home. They think this could be residual echoes from parties once held at the house. During their investigation of the kitchen, investigator Mark heard what sounded like footsteps walking up the stairs behind him. His camera audio clearly caught what sounded like three distinct footsteps. Dang. Cool, right? It's pretty sweet. While investigating the library, they heard a whistling noise. When they whistled back, they heard the whistling again. And their, cap- their cameras also captured this whistling noise. And two investigators also experienced their shirt sleeves being tugged at. One while in the library and one in the kitchen. Hmm. Two investigators had this happen at different times throughout their investigation. And the one investigator also saw a shadow figure just before his shirt sleeve was pulled in the kitchen. Whoa. They also captured some EVPs. One is in Mary's bedroom where they heard a man's voice say, hey, as they were walking through the room. They also captured a female humming while walking through Alice's room. 
In the attic room, they captured a female's voice screaming, fire? Whoa. <laughs> Probably that maid. Yeah. That lit oh. the place on fire with the oil. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, overall, the Black Hills investigation team says that even though they can't determine who exactly is haunting the Adams house, they say um, that they're pretty sure it's haunted. And someone's still walking the halls. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. I also found a TripAdvisor review. Oh. <clears throat> okay. This is from Kristen M. And it's titled, Second Trip Even Better. Oh, second time there, huh? <laughs> All right. Okay. She says, the first time I came here, I knew very little about this place. I had a very odd experience when I was there, which hung with me for a long time until I received an explanation of sorts. First of all, in full disclosure, I am sometimes sensitive to energy. I am not a psychic. I am not a ghost hunter. During my first visit, I distinctly felt a presence, which I felt was male standing behind me. And I also felt breath on the back of my neck. No one was there. The breath on the neck. Come on. <laughs> Ooh, I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I better mark this microphone as mine. (laughs) It was a strong enough feeling that I actually asked the tour guide if anyone had experienced any paranormal things while there. She very decisively told me no. Hmm. Since then, I have seen a ghost adventures where the staff told them that it was in fact haunted and people had experiences there. (laughs) Thanks, Zach Bagan. (laughs) So here we are a few days ago, a group of six of us go for a tour. I was in awe of the beauty of this place and the fact that all the items left in this house belong to the Adams family. They sat there for years, unused and not vandalized. It truly is a beautiful house. Again, as we went through, I distinctly felt my purse being pulled down, I grabbed it and turned to see no one behind me. I did ask the tour guide about any haunting activity in the house. He admitted he that he had experiences and also that paranormal society did investigations upstairs, but also said he didn't believe in it. <laughs> he had experiences, <laughs> but didn't believe in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a ghost. Yeah. It walked over there. Yeah. It was see-through and everything. <laughs> but I don't believe it. <laughs> Is that the accent they have in South Dakota? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Even if you don't believe in the paranormal, I encourage you to go for the history. It's a beautiful building and something worth seeing. Not the best to do with small kids. They will get bored and there are a lot of things to touch and they won't want you to touch the inside. Don't be a day when your kids are older and you can always come back. That was a nice uh, infomercial ending (laughs) you did there. (laughs) (laughs) I have to read quickly through the boring stuff. But I feel like it's important in case you want to go. Small kids. Mm, Wouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it. (laughs) Um, Spookometer. Yeah. I just want to go back to this guy that said he had experiences but <laughs> doesn't believe it yeah like what a what a butthole yeah he's like yeah i talked to ghosts <laughs> <laughs> i don't see anything wrong with it i don't think they're actually there though i think i'm just crazy i'm a schizophrenic <laughs> uh, yeah. so what do you think Spooky meter. Yes. I'm going to give it a, I was thinking, I was going back and forth between mm-hmm. what you were doing too. And I, I think mm-hmm. I have to go with an eight. Oh, we tied again. Yeah. You wouldn't let me have this one. <sighs> you let me have the beer. Mm-hmm. You can't take it back now. It's an eight. Yeah. That's okay. I like ties. You just wanted to pick another beer. No, I didn't. I really wanted you to nail this one. But I'm with you though. I don't think it's more than that. It's pretty good, though. Yeah, it's good. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good, like, firsthand accounts. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Josh and Mark. Thank you, thank you. We. It's hard to find firsthand paranormal accounts. Yeah. So these books come alive, you know? Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially on TripAdvisor, you're always like, all right, I'm going to find some, like, you know, comments and reviews with some... Mm-hmm haunted uh information in there and they're like ghosts not me <laughs> yeah i'll like search a ghost and they'll be like but didn't see a ghost <laughs> <laughs> they say this hotel's haunted 
but I ain't afraid to know ghosts. Also didn't see any. <laughs> Breakfast delicious. <laughs> then every once in a while you come across one and you're like, all right. Finally. Thank God. Yeah. Those are so fun. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so uh, I guess it's another tie. Another Edward, tie. Edward, you delivered. You delivered. You delivered the wood. <laughs> <laughs> the hardwood. The hardwood. I call it a, I call it a tight wood. <laughs> <laughs> a tight wood. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. Oh, my God. All righty. Okay, Christine. Well, I liked your story. It was wonderful. It was great. It was fantastic. Um, Dubby, 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 dubby. dubby. Not better than mine, though. Okay. It was on par. (laughs) (laughs) But all right. So how about you tell the listeners where they can find us on social media? Okay. You can find us on Twitter, Bookified Podcast, and on Instagram, also Spookified Podcast. You can email us at spookifiedpodcast at gmail.com. Please send us your stories. Mm-hmm. If you have any firsthand paranormal accounts, we love reading them yeah. to ourselves and out loud on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, if you have any topics or any uh, things you'd like us to discuss or cities to look at, mm-hmm. give us a holler. Yeah, especially Deadwood. I feel like a lot of people might have some experiences in Deadwood. Mm-hmm. So if you got them stories, send them our way. Yes, we might feature you. And uh, rate, like, subscribe, all the above, wherever mm-hmm. you listen. Give us a nice little tap. Mm-hmm. We're feeling the love. Give us a positive review, please. And That'd yeah, reviews. Yeah. Let's get them. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Tell your mom, tell your brother, tell your sisters, <laughs> tell your mothers. I already said that. <laughs> tell your fathers. Tell your moms and your mothers. <laughs> and your grandmas. <laughs> your moms and your mothers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.